Hey, what's up, everybody? It's your girl Mo back with another episode of Mo Wade's Corner. I know it's been a few weeks since I last put out an episode, and I definitely do apologize to you guys about that. Uh, it was a holiday season, or it is still the holiday season, but Thanksgiving was coming up, so I was getting prepared to go back home to Michigan on my trip. So um, I hope you guys have been enjoying the previous episodes of the show um, from season one and the few from season two. Uh, So I'm picking it back up with the part two of the extinction, the killing of black America as far as our black men go. So I'm just going to go through some more of those um situations and talk about um you know basically how I feel when it comes to you know the police and different things like that as far as you know us not always being um guilty us not giving the second chance to you know explain ourselves or whatever the case is but I definitely just want to go through a few more of those incidents and just let you guys know when and bring awareness to the situations that you guys did not see in the news or anywhere online so the first person I'm going to talk about today is Eric Logan he was 54 years old He was killed on June 16th this year, 2019, in South Bend, Indiana. Uh, Police responded to a report of a suspicious person who was going through cars. Uh, He was confronted by officers in a vehicle. He exited the car with a knife raised. Officers' name and race were not released. Um, so nobody knows who they were, they were black, white, whatever. Um, Sergeant Ryan O'Neill did not activate the body cam against city policy. So he, he, that body cam was supposed to be on. And so basically there is no evidence of what happened on that day, June 16th. Uh, the family sued the city and the officer claimed the officer violated Eric's civil rights Blame the city for non-proper training, supervising, control, and discipline. So, basically, like I said, he, you know, Sergeant Ryan O'Neill did not have his body camera on. So, there's no evidence there. So, we don't really know what happened in the case of Eric Logan. So, we don't know what happened to him. Pretty much all we know is, you know, what was released And that's probably not even a full story. So we just definitely really have to be careful um, when it comes to police encounters. And especially if you're around um, a police situation that involves any African-American, any person of color, please. I know they say we shouldn't, you know, we should be helping that person and not having our phones out. But at this time and this moment um, where we are, Our phones are now, you know, recording devices um, and and basically something that can get the get the evidence out there. Yes, you know, it may get nerve wracking for some people because they see 
us taking out our phones and recording but at the end of the day nobody will know what's going on unless somebody is recording that incident that scene um i watch cop watch america on bet and it is definitely definitely a show to watch because you honestly see um the activists going out there and you know being first on the scene when they hear something over the radios and you know they always have their cameras out their phones out and they're ready to record they're getting you know the witness and the witness they're uh they're the witness i'm sorry and they're getting the victim and the police you know interaction so they're there when everything first goes down um in one episode that it, it was a situation where they had a guy cuffed and he was innocent like he wasn't even the person who did whatever they accused him of doing and they would not have known if the girls it was some girls out there that were passing by wouldn't have said hey you know that's not him the guy that did it went this way or whatever the case was but it's definitely a good show to watch if you guys don't watch it definitely um tune in i think it comes on on tuesdays or wednesdays on bet and it's called cop watch so it's definitely a good show um the second uh young man that i'm gonna talk about is gregory hill jr he was 30 years old he was killed in Fort Pierce, Florida on January 14th, back in 2014, in his garage. Um, a noise complaint was called in by parents from the school across the street because he lived like directly across the street from, I think it was elementary or middle school. Um, opened the garage. He opened the garage and then closed it once he seen it was the police and they fired their weapons. Uh, officers claimed he had a handgun and he raised it and then closed the garage. One officer fired four shots into the garage, striking him in the head, abdomen, and groin. The officer was not charged, but there was a wrongful death lawsuit. So, I don't think, I think when I was reading that one, I don't think that they found a weapon or if they did, it wasn't like with him in that moment. So it was kind of like they were going off of what happened. And, you know, honestly, it's, it was just a crazy experience. Because you in these times when you encounter a police officer or a police force or whatever, maybe it's one, two, three police officers, you never know what's going to happen. So it's like as... As people of color, African-American, whatever, we tense up, we get nervous, we start to shake, anxiety goes out the window, hearts beat, heart, hearts beat fast, and we kind of, you know, don't really know what's going to happen. Like I said in the last show, every time I encounter a police, well, I've never encountered a police, but I mean... Um, encounter as far as riding beside me or behind me, I automatically get nervous. Like I automatically start to shake. My anxiety goes out the window because I don't know if I'm getting pulled over. I don't know what's going to happen. So it's just kind of now it's natural for 
African Americans or people of color to kind of get a little shaky when they get into contact with the police because you never know if that's going to be your last <clears throat> conversation, um, last words, last, you know, breath or whatever the case is. So you kind of just have to be careful. And I tell whoever I'm around that all the time, especially uh, younger kids that I come in contact with, you have to be careful when it comes to police encounters because right now they don't care about us. They don't care. They're not worried about our families that that'll have to grieve after we're gone. If that happens, they, they just don't care. And they're killing us because for them, I feel like it's nothing else better to do. So they're finding um, different things to catch us for and blame us for just so they can kill us. Um, the third person I'm going to talk about, his name is Brandon Weber. He was 20 years old. He was shot 20 times by U.S. Marshals in Memphis, Tennessee. He was supposedly wanted for multiple warrants. While attempting to stop Brandon, they say he rammed his vehicle into their vehicles multiple times before exiting with the weapon. So again, we don't really know what happened in that situation. Um, he was wanted for warrants, so there was no reason why they had to shoot him or anything like that. Um, as far as having a weapon, you know, nobody knows, honestly, because I feel like police officers shoot first and ask questions later when it's too late. And when they shoot, they're shooting to kill. They're not shooting to injure and then ask questions. So at the end of the day, um, they're shooting and then there's no consequences. There's no consequences for the victim and there's no consequences for the officers and it's not I'm not putting blame on the victim but at the same time you know it could have been handled a different way and like I said we don't know if there was a weapon we don't know if he had any form of a weapon we don't know it's just we get what they put out because they tend to tamper with evidence tamper with statements change statements you know, cut stuff out of statements and videos and everything like that. So I feel like in situations like these, you never really get the full story because something is always cut out, cropped out, edited out, or whatever the case is. So just kind of have to go with what witnesses tell you, with what officers tell you, and what you know about the person whose life was taken. Number four um, is Jimmy Atchison. He was 21 years old, shot and killed by police officer Sung Kim on January 22nd, 2019. They were trying to serve a warrant. And they say that Jimmy ran from ran from them and into another apartment complex. Now, this young man was actually one of the stories on cop watch because it happened in georgia and i seen you know his family on there and 
it was just kind of like horrifying to see. And it was just a lot of stuff that was awkward and weird about the whole situation. And I mean, it, it it's traumatizing for, you know, the family members that were in the house when it happened. And, you know, if he had kids, anything like that. So it was definitely a traumatizing moment. But these are, like I said, these are things that are not being told in the national news. I don't even know if they're being told in their local news. So I want you guys to be aware of it because, you know, I don't want this to be somebody that I know, somebody that I'm close to, a family member um, somebody that is a member of a friend's family or anything like that. So that's why I'm making you guys aware and telling you guys to please be careful when it comes to police encounters. Um, and the last person I want to talk about, um, his name is Emantic E.J. Fitzgerald Bradford Jr. He was also 21 years old. He was shot by police while trying to save people from a shooter at an Alabama mall Thanksgiving night, 11 um, November 22nd, 2018. Officer did not face any charges. The state's attorney general says the officer reasonably exercised his power when shooting EJ three times. They thought EJ was the shooter and thought he was going to kill someone who he was really trying to help. Now, in looking at this specific case, there's a video that goes with this. And in the video, you can see him kneeling over somebody. He still had the gun out, yes. But he was trying to help the person that was on the floor. And he was trying to figure out where the shooter went. And they took that as him actually being the shooter. So they decided to shoot him. And as you heard, there were no charges against the officer because he reasonably exercised his will to shoot. Again, you guys, they are shooting and asking questions later or shooting and don't have to ask any questions at all because there's no victim or to ask. All they're asking are witnesses, and witnesses are saying he was just trying to help. He was just trying to help. He was helping me. He asked where the shooter was or whatever the case is. But they shot him because he looked like the shooter. Or he looked like he was going to kill somebody. I don't know what a shooter looks like. because, And I don't know what somebody who wants to kill someone looks like. But I feel like... I don't care if there is a weapon. If it's not being pointed at you or pointed in your direction, you should be asking questions. He was trying to save the people in that mall and those officers and that that officer shot him because they thought. Why is it always a thought? Like, why is there never any facts into why police officers are shooting? There's never any facts. Oh, he had a gun. Searched searched the victim. There was no gun found. Oh, he was going to pull out a weapon. Searched the victim. 
the weapon was a hairbrush, a comb, a phone. They don't care and they won't ever care about what they're doing to us because they're trying to make us extinct. And that's it. And that's hard to say as a African-American female, a black female, a young black female, because I, I get scared. I get scared for myself. I get scared for my dad. I get scared for my nephew, my sister, grandparents, moms, all that. I get scared for all of us because I never know what's going to happen. I never know if I'll get a call saying, you know, something happened to anyone, any of them. And it and it sucks and it's scary, you know, to know that my nephew will have to grow up in the world that we're in and my kids will have to grow up in the world that we're in. And I just wish I could protect my nephew and my kids, unborn kids, with everything in me and tell them no matter what happens, make sure you call or you record or whatever the case is you do when you come encounter with the police. And I would tell anybody out there right now who's listening to the show, I don't care if you getting pulled over and the officer may seem as nice as pie. If you are African-American, person of color, if you get stopped by the police, routine traffic stop, even you coming out of somewhere and they stop you or whatever the case is, record yourself if you can. If you cannot, have somebody record for you or FaceTime somebody if you can FaceTime or call somebody and have them on the phone with you through the entire traffic stop situation or whatever. Let them know, hey, I'm being stopped by the police. I just want to call so you can see what's going on or call so you can hear what's going on and what's being said. So that way, somebody somewhere has evidence or can be a witness to what happened if anything were to happen to you. If you are a female African-American woman of color and you get stopped at night, please go somewhere where there's light and you can see both you and the officer and record, call, whatever. Because one, us black women are getting kidnapped out here. So make sure as women, you got pepper spray, mace, um, a taser. Uh, you got a pocket knife, a shank or something. Carry something with you because they do not care about that either. They taking all of us. And just like I said, just make sure when you get stopped that you're somewhere in the light where you and the officer as well can see. And just protect yourself at all times. Go take self-defense classes. You know, go to the shooting range. If you want to get a weapon, make sure you get it the right way. 
and you know take your classes to get your um certificate and everything like that or your license to carry and all that so that way you have it and you can carry it and use it as self-defense if you need to and that's just that's just it you know you definitely want to make sure you are protected at all times and especially um the men in your life make sure you know if you can, somebody walks you to your car at night or, you know, whatever the case is. But always, always, always make sure that you have something, you know, with you. If you're walking to your car late at night, make sure you got your keys out. Don't be fumbling with your keys. Make sure when you get to the house, if it's dark and you got to unlock the door, if you don't park in the garage, make sure you have your keys out. Everything because you never know. So definitely, definitely, please be safe be careful and be protective of you when you walk into your car make sure you look around know all your surroundings look in the back of your car in the back seat look under your car uh, when you when you're walking to it and you know just make sure the the coast is clear before you get in and drive away and that ladies and gentlemen is the conclusion part two of extinction the killing of black america i love you guys i will be back with another episode next week so please be on the lookout for that um it's almost christmas y'all it's december it's about to be a whole nother decade it's almost 2020 so um definitely want to have big things coming in 2020 for sure with the show as far as having guests you know and getting some different opinions we're gonna i'm gonna get some some new topics to speak on i know it's a lot gonna be going on uh you know in 2020 for a lot of people especially as um young black entrepreneurs i'm definitely excited and proud of what i've been seeing uh with a lot of different businesses out there you know and i I definitely want to let you guys know that i see you and i'm proud of you and you make me proud you know so i love you guys i'll see y'all next week peace